Welcome to Karate and Garage. I'm Corey Cole. I'm Freddie Wolf. It's Monday, December 2nd. Woo! December. December. This is the last Monday shit show we're recording. You know what? I'm in Texas. Before, yeah. <laughs> right this moment, you are in Texas. Which, are you going through LAX? I don't know. I still haven't heard. I hope not. Oh, you don't know? <laughs> you I haven't fucking leave on Sunday. I haven't received any travel right. information yet. See, just, I just trust that I'll be there. <laughs> Listen, you, I'm not flying anywhere but Burbank. I'm like Gandhi. I just trust that things will happen, Corey. Oh, I thought you were making a reference to the fact you're not eating anymore. That either. What are you protesting? I'm protesting LAX. everything <laughs> at LAX. I'm not going to eat until I don't fly out of LAX. <laughs> well, we are hoping that we continue these Monday shows while you're gone. And I'm saying hopeful because we really haven't tested the uh, fly pack yet on <laughs> where I'm sending you out there with hopefully we'll get that tested out the next couple of days and you don't have a shortage of Monday kickstarts because you know it's so important to your life yeah man come on <laughs> you know it is uh first thing up I have is I'm just gonna go right at it are the rewards of having the Barnes and Noble sale for Criterion Classroom and I bought a bunch of stuff but this one particular been on my mind because of the Mandalorian and that is Lone Wolf and Cub. The entire set. It's normally a hundred bucks. I got it for fifty because it's half off. Fifty dollars, literally. And it has every. Oh my gosh! It's the first moment. I don't know. I don't know what point it was. Well, the very end of the first episode of Mandalorian. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going, right? As we all did. And well, yeah, if, and if, but if you haven't seen it, right? If you're like 12 and you haven't seen Lone Wolf and Cub, sure, it's awesome. If you're 12, <laughs> if you're eight, <laughs> well, Joey hasn't seen it. Oh, well, if you're 14 and you haven't seen Lone Wolf and Cub, you're missing out. I haven't. Um, now he's gonna see it because you picked it up. On well, Criterion. no, I'm not gonna. I know. You can't, is he can't? Oh, is there? Is he's, it? No, he's well, he'll be 13 in two weeks. No, but I mean, is that. But there's nothing low of no, 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 no. But I, I wanted to finish Mandalorian. Oh, first. I got I, you. You I don't want to ruin Mandalorian this, for him. This might be spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I thought you were saying that you couldn't. I was like, come on, man, you can totally. There's nothing. When did you see Low of a Cub? Like you saw it teen when you're a teenager, probably first. <laughs> I don't time? think I saw it until I was in my twenties. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's not. It, it, no, it's less. It's like an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, no, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's not. You know, it's not. It's actually, it's way tamer than an episode of Rick and Morty. Yes. And I missed last night or two nights ago. Well, actually, this is the, since this is December 2nd, hopefully I've watched last night's and... <laughs> Don't cross timelines, dude. Come on. Uh, this is what happened to Sarah Connor. God damn it. Uh, was that what happened to Dark Fate? <laughs> I didn't see it. No one did. <laughs> dude, I'm just lobbing them for people this week. Boom. <laughs> Clear the yard. If you've never seen Lone Wolf and Cub, just watch Mandalorian for free. <laughs> Plus, um, I'm not going to say it's better or worse. I mean, it's been 20 years since I've seen it, but it's one of those ones you have to have on your shelf. Yeah, man, totally. It, it's in something you can just throw on. And again, this this set's been out for a while, and I don't know why I passed up. I mean, I, I mean, I know why I passed up on it in the past. Is because for one of these, even on the half off sale, I can still buy two and a half more other titles, Yeah, which is why I kind of blocked. I mean, I don't know. I still don't own it. Yeah. I figured why not? I picked up, um, I'm actually just going to tear everything I picked up. I picked up this, I picked up night of the living dead. After we talked about it, I got pan's labyrinth. That's a gift for somebody. That's not a gift for somebody. Uh, that's for me. What's a gift for me. It's a gift for you. It's, it is a gift for somebody. <laughs> 
Oh, Lady Snowblood was the gift. Is Lady the gift, Snowblood. Which is, which is 20 bucks. I mean, basically $10 a movie. Yeah. And uh, what was the last thing? Fargo. <laughs> Fargo. What did I get? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we're talking about Lone Wolf and Cub. If you haven't seen it and you watch The Mandalorian, just finish The Mandalorian and don't come back to this because watch it afterwards. You can see the, the homages and, and, well, flat out riffing. I'm with you. I was, but, and it's fine. It's, I don't have a problem with it. It's, come on, how many stories are there actually in the world? And Seven. Yeah. And it's been spun Look, man. thousands and thousands of times. Yeah. Come on. I mean, this isn't. Boy least, and his dog. Right. At least with this one, it's not, it's not so obvious. Like, like Asylum taking Transformers and making it Transmorphers. Transmorphers. Or um, what was the, uh, Dracula, the Ascension? <laughs> <laughs> Was I don't know. There's a silent movie. Oh, an asylum. You know, I had a friend that ended up doing some 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 uh, aliens with a Z. No, that's the <laughs> Italian one, isn't it? Yeah, I wish. I mean, the Italian. It is the Italian one, which actually, <laughs> which is amazing. It is pretty amazing. It is pretty. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question: Is there a video somewhere of Chewbacca breakdancing? I feel like I've seen it. Maybe not in this timeline, but maybe there, another one. I don't, I don't know, know. About, I don't know about that. I do remember that there's a break dancing. There's a there's a break dancing a break dancing stormtrooper, but he's red. I've seen that. Saw it at WonderCon. I saw it in person. Well, yeah, that, that dude's a cosplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, right. But he's I've a cosplay seen him dude. anywhere. And he wears the the the, the medallion. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's actually really cool dude. Uh, no, they're on Attack of the Clones DVD. There was an Easter egg, put the code in, and you could watch a break dance in Yoda. Oh, it's Yoda. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. I remember there was something. Yeah, uh, was I don't know if I don't know if it made its way to the Blu-rays, but and that's a lot of those things that didn't make it to the Blu-ray were those Easter eggs like that, where you could put the code in your DVD and. Yeah, man. I mean, because I've been hearing for years. There's all these things that I've never actually seen, but I just I, I was like, do I want to just run those down one time when I'm not working? Or is it, do I care that much at this point? At one point I was like, oh, I want to see it. And then it just, I never saw it. And I'm like, I don't even know if that shit's real. It is. I'll link to the Yoda breakdance. Well, I mean, that I believe. I just, you know, some of these things, (laughs) you know, who knows? (laughs) Who's to say, Corey? Well, today is December 2nd, if you're listening to this for the first time, which means that the Criterion sale ended yesterday. Bummer. Yeah. So hopefully. And yesterday. Black Friday. Uh, yesterday is Cyber Monday. Maybe you can still get. Maybe it extends maybe, to Cyber Monday because Tuesday is well, Cyber Monday. Well, maybe that's when. Maybe uh, Amazon will get come around to matching. And there's, by the way, when I was at Barnes and Noble picking stuff up, I'm standing at the counter while the guy went to go grab my stuff. Was the robot lady there? No, it was two Good dudes. For you and they had a display behind the counter for fifty percent off Criterion, and they had ten Godzillas up there, and I'm like. What you guys didn't were these here the whole time when I came in last time? Because that would piss me off. Because I think that means I came in there after order online and you told me you couldn't find it and it was sitting right there. And you got ten of them behind you. You bastards. Bitch. This is why Amazon's taking you over them and not paying taxes. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> anyway, dog meat. <laughs> so dogs buy lone wolf and cub. If you didn't already, I mean, dude, it's worth the hundred bucks too, but we for it's on sale again, but 50 bucks, it's totally worth it, it. Is it on the Criterion channel? Do you know if it is? Oh, I don't know. I will check that. Mm, yeah, we can fact check that. Uh, yeah. So here, my, my, my kick of the week, I know you're not very excited about this, but my kick of the week is the Black Crows are uh, reunited and they're going on tour. It's not really the whole band. It's just Chris and Rich. 
going out with some other musicians. So maybe somewhere along the way, they pick up the rest of the band. But, man, I'm super excited about this. You kind of think that the rest of the band would be willing to because they're probably not doing much of anything right now. Right. Well, I know that they're, they're, you know, they're all in a bunch of side projects and stuff. I mean, Rich has another brand called... Uh, so yeah, Rich Rob was Rich has another band called Magpie Salute that's pretty awesome. Seen them live once, but you know, I mean, I think this is more at the beginning anyway. I, you know, some people are like, it's a cash grab. Well, isn't it always a cash grab? I mean, every fucking Stones tour is a cash grab, so get over that shit. But I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of cool. The two brothers who don't <laughs> who can't get along. I mean, I've bought tickets for more Black Crows shows that were canceled <laughs> than I've actually ever saw the Black Crows because I've seen them like six or seven times probably, and I've bought tickets to another eight or nine shows that probably didn't happen. But uh, I saw him with, uh, saw him back in the day with uh, Jimmy Page, um, seeing him in the, or seeing him in Santa Barbara. I mean, they're, they're just a great live band, man. They're like a jam band. I mean, I'm not a dead guy, but I, you know, it's, I've been told it's similar to that. Um, but I'm pretty excited that they're going to do the, uh, they're doing an entire tour of uh, Shake Your Money Maker. That's, that's what the tour is going to be. So I'm hopeful that by the time that gets up to speed, because they're playing some dates around town. I think there's some warm-up shows. I think they just played at the Troubadour right. on Saturday night. Um, but they're doing, they're going to they're gonna go out and roll out the uh, Shake Your Money Maker record, I believe. Was that the first or second one? First one, the one that was produced by Rick Rubin. Right. Uh, so yeah, man, that's kind of what's going on with me. I mean, I'm super excited about that. Uh, I always dig when a band... You know, like that's kind of the thing now is bands are like, we're going to do the entire death certificate record. (laughs) Ice Cube's going out on tour, do that. No, but you know, I'm saying like bands, they they take like their iconic records and they just play them front to back. Yeah. I mean, this, this tour, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping that it's some, you know, while I'm in Dallas, it rolls through there. I mean, I really think that by the time it's a real thing and they've had some time to work together and the rest of the band's going to come on board because it would be really awesome to see the the band. I mean, I've always been a big fan like since 89. Like, God, dude, it's 30 years ago that record came out. I didn't grab on to them and only to the one one album was the second album. The one with the Remedy? Yeah. Southern Music, com- that, yes. Southern, yeah. Southern Music, com- something Companion? Harmony, Companion. Something companion. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second album. Yeah, the second album. <laughs> Sting Me, uh, Remedy. Sting Me, oh my gosh, Sting Me is great, dude. I forget the the woman singing background on that. Oh my gosh, she makes that song just come alive. Oh yeah, I mean that that's a great. It's a great. That's a great rock and roll record. Yeah. I mean, I love the first record because it was my introduction to them, like everybody. But the second record is my favorite. I'm also a big fan of War Paint, which is a later album. Right. Um, I, I even like Morica is really a good record. That's the one with the Hustler uh, oh, cover right. on it with right. the yeah with the pubic hair that was a. Uh, Depending on when you bought the album, <laughs> was it pubic hair or did they digitally erase the pubic hair? Yeah, because it was right off the hustler cover. Um, what was I call it? What was I? What was, what I, what I, was a dumb joke I made to you about it? Oh, you the called vagina it album? The, the vagina album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the the muff record. Well, um, that's the, yeah. The, the muffs is something different. The muffs, the muffs are something different. Ooh, and, is, and and also, what's the other, what's the other great LA band uh, with the beards? The beards. Yep, oh, they're so good. If you there's are these still together? Do you know? Oh, I have no Did idea. I haven't, I haven't heard them like do a show in a long time. The beards were great. Dude, there's one thing that I got to say, and it kind of leads into, since we're talking about music, how many great all-female LA bands there have been? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, yes, you all have heard of the Go-Go's. You've the all Bangles. heard of the Bangles. But the Donna's, 
Dude, I love the Donnas. Oh my gosh, dude, dude. I've never heard a song they've put out that went like, this is so good. This is so good. And there's there's some other, been some other kids that have come up, like, uh, like Hey Violet is a more poppy now, but when they were together before as Cherry Bomb, I came across them. They had a cover of uh, Foo Fighters, The Pretender. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these girls can rock. And they're like barely 20. And they were so good. Yeah. I think the first Donna's, the first time I ever, the first, I mean, I saw them live. Um, and I feel like they covered it. I think they did a cover of uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. They were doing a cover of, uh, they were, they, I want to say I saw them at Spaceland. And I didn't yeah. really, I mean, I was there and I was, you know, in my 20s and I was fucking hammered. Uh, so they were on, but I really, I took notice as soon as I heard that uh, opening note to You Shook Me All Night Long. I was like, what? And I think, and yeah, they yeah, kick ass. They're really, they're not just, I mean, that, that was always the gag. The same thing with the Go-Go's and the same thing with the Bangles. It was, oh yeah, that the hook is they're all female, but they can play. Yeah, man, totally. And then they just can't play, but they, they write great, catchy songs. I'm like, well, that's what you want. Yeah. And, but man, yeah, LA, man. I mean, I think I really didn't get into. I was a big L7 fan too. Dude, L7 was great too. Yeah. Oh, dude, L. Um, I, I got Pat's book. Oh, yeah. It's great, right? It's so good. Yeah, man, it's cool. I love it's it. It's just, I'm going through it. I, I went through that cover to cover, and I still haven't cracked open, really gotten and in, dove into that Rick Baker book yet, but I'm like, yeah, but I can do this one on the toilet. Right. So there you go. There's your visual. Pat, <laughs> sorry, Pat. Sorry, well, we're Pat. reading your book on the toilet. Uh, but hey, man, we're reading it. Um, Southern I, Harmony and Musical Companion is what is. that record's called. But Music. Yes. Harmony, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amorica, Three Snakes and a Charm. God, dude, I'm looking at their discography, and I actually I think I own all of them down until there was a lie. Yeah, Live at the Greek. Did they put out a vinyl for the second album? Because I'd yeah, that up. I don't know. I dude, I have it. It's great. It's uh, it's remastered. It's it's pretty fantastic. Picked it up at Barnes & Noble. I saw it. It dude. was sitting right there on that thing, and I was like buying it. Yeah, when I was there going to pick up that Godzilla one that they didn't have for me. Uh, I was looking through. I forgot how much they expanded the whole vinyl department. Yeah, crazy. But our Barnes and Noble sucks, dude. Let's just be honest. It does. It's not because of Robot Lady. The one in Palmdale is better than this one. The one in Palmdale is awesome. Yep. And you think they would have problems selling to that because there's lots of kids up there. I mean, lots of kids, and yeah, I got a feeling they're more apt to download things. Yeah, and, yeah, for and sure. Stream things, but than, and that's a big store too oh it's it's huge man yeah it's got a full cafe in it yeah yeah it's it's a it's a big big barnes and noble uh you know but you know the thing is man is i feel like uh i don't know if this is a true thing or if this was just an article i read and it was somebody's slant but it seems to be uh that digital music is kind of falling off and people are going back to physical media and buying you know records cassettes they're putting out new things on cassette that's crazy. Right? I mean, it is. But I mean, you know, again, it's, I guess it just comes back around that people, it's just like Blu-rays and DVDs. Like, you know, five years ago, I was told that all my, I should just put all my stuff, I should burn it all and get rid of it because it's going to be obsolete. <laughs> Never, they're going to not sell it anymore. I should just get rid of it all. It's just taking up space and I could put it all on a hard drive. You and I briefly talked, um, God, maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, about just doing a segment on just movies. Like, I mean, discs. Like, yeah. hey, this is what I bought. And we we're going to call <laughs> it. was a tentative title, but I found myself saying it just as much as anything else related to the show. Two hard discs. Yep. And I have a feeling that every time I'd say it, I'm going to have to edit it because I'm going to say dicks two more than once. Or it's just going to sound like you're saying dicks. Yeah. 
two hard disks. Two hard disks. Disks. So Disc. yeah, Black Crows, man, Black. reunited. That's my first. That's the that's, that's the first thing that's got me fired up for the week. When you you would have sent me a, a clip of them on Stern, uh, of Chris and Rich playing together. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's one thing you, it reminded me of a, a quote that Chris Robinson had. I want to say it was around the time that the companion album was up. And he said, you know, something to the effect of like, I don't know why God blessed me with this voice in this body, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I've got it. And that was, that was pre Kate. So, yeah. I mean, dude, here's the thing. I love that the cat looks like fucking Morticia Adams. <laughs> right. But I mean, I love his voice, man. I think, I mean, he's got like. Yeah. It's funny because uh, my friend Paul kind of, it made me laugh because, you know, everyone's always compared him to faces and this and that. And he just went like this, humble pie. I'm like, oh, fuck, you're kind of right. <laughs> they kind of are like a humble pie, which is not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, man, it's funny because in that video on Stern, I mean, look, these are warm up gigs, whatever. I don't know. His voice doesn't sound exactly like it did when he was younger, but he can still sing the shit out of those songs. And right. as you get older, you you learn to become a better singer. I think more emotion and stuff. That was that's a great performance. I was like, I was like, no, it's, wow, it's really good. Oh, and I want to kind of put an asterisk next to your statement about your voice, about your you know becoming a better singer over time. Vince Neil. No, I'm just, I'm saying, oh. <laughs> I'm not saying your voice gets better. I'm saying it, sometimes you become a better singer Oh, but I'm still, as your voice deteriorates. Uh, but Vince, my, did, did my still asterisk, no. Dude, my asterisk still applies. You can add, a, you can put two asterisks actually for that, for Vince Neil. And guess what those, <clears throat> guess what those dumb fucks did last week? They announced that they're touring again right. after making a big fucking deal about this, this contract that's never existed before saying on penalty of death, we're not going to tour again. Right. But yeah, dude, they're always gonna. It's not gonna. Yeah, those guys are not gonna stop. And they're touring with Poison and Def Leppard. Now, I have no problem with Oof. either one of those bands. Good for them. They still have people. They're drawing an audience. But man, put out some new. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Poison hasn't put out anything new. Def Leppard puts out a new record every two oh, and yeah, a half, man, three years. For sure. And if you're into them, dude, yeah. awesome. Because that you you get new music all the time. They're always touring. They've right. never stopped. Right. There's not been a reunion. There's no, re they've just Nobody, never stopped. Right. Nobody's splitting off to go do a, a solo thing like Poison. Yep. And they haven't had any new music in decades. Nope. Or I might be wrong about that, but no music that I paid attention to or gave a shit about. And I was more into it than you were. So, yeah. I, I don't think that Poison has put out a wreck. I couldn't even, dude. I'm going to tell you, that honestly, the last time I think I even bought a Poison record might have been called Native Tongue. And I don't think I bought it. That was the way. But it, it was with another singer, or was it with another guitar player? Another guitar player. Yeah, yeah Richie Coatsman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was never really into Poison. I mean, they, ah, they, you know, I, look, I don't dislike any. I mean, there was a point. Look, man, talk dirty to me. That whole thing, dude. I heard, I'll tell you a real funny story. <laughs> Had a roommate <laughs> who was like, he looked like Murray from Riptide, That's and a, we called him Murray all the time. Everyone called him Murray. Came home one night. He's sitting drunk with a cowboy hat on and he he was one of those dudes you never want to see with a shirt off he wasn't fat he just was like that you just don't want to see him with his shirt off sitting <laughs> drunk on the end of his bed playing every rose has its thorn <laughs> while the video is on mtv back in the days when they still i think it was during headbangers ball but wow. he had been waiting for them to come dude and we walked into the house because everybody else had been out and he's sitting there Drunk. He looked like he throw. He looked like he had thrown up. He had fucking chunks of shit on his chest, and 
down his chin and he was singing every rose or attempting to sing every rose as its thorn while he butchered the guitar part. And I've just never been able to look at poison the same way. I know it's not their fault, but still like that's when I hear every rose has a thorn. All I think about is Murray sitting there bird chested with barf on him in a, Dude, in a, a cowboy hat that probably uh, belonged to a girl at some point and got left in our apartment. I don't know, man, but I don't, uh, you know, talk dirty. I mean, they're funny. I've seen them in concert. I saw them open for rat like long ago when that first album came out, you know, I was already into Motley for a while there. And I mean, but I had seen, plenty of times and i saw poison i don't know probably in the neighborhood of eight nine times before they put out that first record mm-hmm. look what the cat dragged in they were so much punkier than what that album was and you know i think it was michael wagner that produced it he was produced like um not just warrant um a winger yeah uh, i mean totally. bo, i mean bo hill directed i mean directed produced them too but when that album came out, oh, that's and in all fairness too. Look what the cat dragged in is very raw. It only did that. They only recorded that in two weeks. Yeah, 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 for it's, sure. It's very it has a very live feel. And after that, that's that second album that you mentioned. Open up and say ah. Open up and say ah is super polished and it's like whatever. It's a little glossy. I like the first yeah. album better. Yeah, if I had to pick one. It's the same thing people say about Motley Crue. Yeah, Too Fast for Love this is just a demo. Also, yeah, man. As soon as you start, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, overproduction in, the, in those 80s hair bands. I mean, I, dude, I love kicks, but I like the kick stuff that probably doesn't get radio play. I mean, well, that's, they that, get like one song. Dude, they, those guys are <laughs> But insane. Don't Close Your Eyes is a pretty awesome song. That album's so good. Yeah. And I really didn't pay it much mind until Adam Green was really plugging the shit out of it. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a listen. I'm like, and I was like on rotation in my car. Yeah, man. Uh, it's funny, man. Like uh, the first time I ever saw that, Poison cover. It was at Music Land. I was I was there. And yeah, man. Right, dating myself. Music Land. Uh, walking through and I saw it. It was in the new release things. And I was like, Oh, those are, those chicks are. Oh God, those are dudes. <laughs> and I remember a, thinking like the album. I was like, Those are, are those girls. That's like that was a common occurrence at that time. No, of it life. was for sure. <laughs> but I mean, go. Oh wait. <laughs> but that album. If you were just sort of glancing at it, like sideways, I, they really looked like girls on the front of the album. You, just the way that the whole art, it was art directed, the album. Right. I think it was part of like the, you know, the hook. Like the, you're like, what, what? Same thing with when the Vixen album came out. I was Dude, tripping over that. Am I going, wait, oh, those are, those, those are, are girls. Those are chicks. I'm buying this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, uh, granted, Edge of a Broken Heart, that was, uh. That was the you know, that was the single that I was that's the only song I'd heard off that record before I bought the album. I bought it not for that. I bought it because I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm gonna put. <laughs> I remember buying it, putting it in my plastic sleeve and putting it in the front of my rack so if my dad ever came in and goes, ugh, you need to stop listening to bands who's with the guys look like this. I go, oh, those are girls, dad. That's why it's called Vixen, right? And he goes, I'm just supposed to accept that they're all girls because the band's called Vixen. Sure, and I'm like. <laughs> Remember the Theater of Pain album came out for Motley? And you look at the back. I've never seen those four look more like chicks than ever. And it was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> the, but that, that's one thing about Motley. I mean, their visual. They, they changed it every time they put out a new record. They always did something different. First album was just club metal or whatever the crap you want to call them back then. And yeah, then, what was And that? then they went for the whole post-apocalyptic metal look for Shout. Go for the glam look with theater of pain. Went for the biker look for girls, girls, girls. Mm-hmm. And then when they, and then when they came out with Doctor Feelgood, it was just kind of like, hey, we're clean now. And it's mostly just street clothes. They're not really like wearing any. They're not wearing costumes. And which one, Doctor Feelgood? Yeah, 
Yeah, Dr. Feelgood is kind of where I fell off that Molly Crew band. Yeah. Like, I, it was okay. That's that Bob Rock produced it all. Bob Rock produced that one. Yeah. And, but then Bob Rock did the next one when Vince Neil was gone and John Karabi joined. Yeah, what and was that record called? Motley Crue. Oh, it was just Molly Crue. Right, right, right. And that is, I know, this is, this is blasphemous to say amongst Crue fans, it's their second best record. I put it before Shout Out the Devil and just after Too Fast for Love. It's a great sounding record. It's got great songs on it. Oy, let's look at that. It's just good. See, you know, just talking about Black Crows, and you know how my, I'm kind of like, I'm very, I have a very small sample of what I like from them and how, look at how easy it was for us to start talking yeah. about music. Oh, no, totally, man. <laughs> See, just whoop. It just kind of, I mean, because the Black Crows aren't really, a, I would never put them in as like a hair band because it came out kind of no, the end of that. No, not at all. Because they're a yeah. total rock and roll band. Like, to me, they, they, they have more in common with like, Again, like bands like Faces, or even like I don't really consider Guns N' Roses uh, a hair band. No, they're like a rock and roll act, regardless of what Axel did do his hair. Right, dude. dude, Like I think (laughs) I feel like that was like the that was Geffen Records. Like that because my friend Paul, who was in in several bands. Do you remember the Hangman? Do you know the band the Hangman? Do you remember the Hangman? I know the name because the Hangman were signed to Geffen as well, and they Geffen wanted they're trying to turn Brian. They're like they're trying to tease his hair. (laughs) They wanted him to be the next Axl Rose, and it's just like you know. But Axl Rose didn't look like that in the uh, Welcome to the Jungle video. Right, you see him get off. That's not what Axl Rose looked like. I think yeah, because that whole Roxy in New York show they did that. That's the that's the live show that they showed on MTV all the time, and I think that's where they took most of the footage from the Welcome from Welcome to the Jungle video, right? Yes, that's the only time after the record came out that I saw his hair like that. I've um, never seen used, his hair like but that. But he used to do his hair like that all the time at the, at, at the Roxy and at Gazar. Right after the video, I mean after the video. No, no, like before the re- first record came out, like that big old that big hair. Because I want to say when I saw him, I feel like maybe he wasn't even, well, maybe he was wearing the headband. Like the first time I saw him was maybe like six months before Appetite came out. Right. But anyway, Black Crows, man. That's, that's my a, thing. And I want to go back to that. I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing them at all. But when they hit with that first record, even though it didn't really appeal to me, when you looked at what was out at that time, that's crazy for any company, any record company thinks this is the time we want to put that out right now. Right. Because it went against everything that we were into, or the, we, you know, what we were generally buying. It was it was far too adult contemporary. Would I hate to say it like that for people younger than us. It was. It oh, yeah. just It just came in a time right when metal was like the decadence and all that bullshit was still in full swing when that album hit. And yeah, and it certainly wasn't anything like any of those records. It was. It certainly wasn't a hair metal band sound. Right. I mean, them and Georgia Satellites pretty much consisted. I mean, yeah. They were like in the one column while everybody else was surrounding them. Right. Yeah. I mean, they. You know, their first hit was a Otis Redding cover. Right. I mean, that was you know hard to handle was a Otis Redding tune, and you know, the first time I was like, what? That's awesome. And I and then, the, yeah. The first time I saw the video, I'm like, what? What did they just sing? Or what are they singing? Um. Yeah, man. I mean, again, I saw them a lot. Uh. You know, like, and again, I saw them. I bought a lot of tickets to the shows. It didn't happen, <laughs> but I'm willing to buy one more. You know. I mean, uh, if if I'm if I happen to be in the same city. Yeah. Or you know, if, if I'm here and they play. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of stars that can line up, but I would definitely go see them. I'm super excited that they're Dude, back. If they show up at the canyon, I'm going. Oh, 100. percent It seems like the kind of place they would play too. I feel yeah, like they're going to play. As long as they don't expand to the full band like that. Oh yeah, I mean the show they played at the Troubadour. Uh, if you if you look at the um, the stuff on YouTube, I just saw it this morning. 
it's uh, it's 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 a very small setup. It could easily be the king because the troubadour is not even as big as the Canyon Club, right? At least this this canyon. Well, I feel actually, like it's, I feel like it's a club tour. I don't. I mean, they're I not. They're so. not. They're not a band that's going to play stadiums anymore. I mean, I, I'd be totally into seeing that. I might take the night off from work if they end up coming on a night that I'm have to work. Yeah, I've got it. If I came to the canyon, I would only hope it's after February fifteenth. If I want to go see Striper, I have to go see them. Striper, dude. Striper was insane at the Canyon Club. They were so good. I, you say what you want about them as a band. You you don't have to be into their music, but. They've been doing them for 30 plus and they sound amazing. Granted, they don't have the original bass player anymore. The bass player they got now is fantastic too. Did but he, they're so good. Did he pass away? Or did he just left no, the band? Yeah, he left. Yeah. I don't know. There's some personal reasons. There's some. Sure. They, he came back for a short while, a few years ago, and then like when Striper reunion got back. That's it, by the way. Michael Sweet, mm-hmm. that guy works all the time. Like all the time. If he doesn't have a Striper record and he's touring for that, he's got an album coming out. If he doesn't have an album coming out just under his name, he's got the Sweet and Lynch albums that he's doing with George Lynch. They've done like two of those. I think there's a third one they're working on too. I've never seen a guy work that much. He just doesn't stop. As soon as one album's done, he's doing something else. Right. And getting back to what we were talking about earlier about the shift in um, people being accepting digital music as being you know the beginning and end i don't i have a digital subscription to stuff so i can listen to it in my car right but it doesn't stop me from buying vinyl of titles i know are going to sound good yeah no no stop. for sure stop i mean i yeah i have for i i, I two people I, they're like i would why, why are you into vinyl you know it just gets muddier dude there's the thing is called digital and this uh, you know that's what i'm like well fuck you man i didn't ask i didn't ask why are you upset because i'm like vinyl Right. I don't care. What I don't need you the think. portability. You know, did I send you a link to that picture of um, the, when they used to have in car record players? Yes. That was the dopest thing. I'd, I'd never seen that before. And they, there was. What was that picture from? I don't recall. But yeah, that, that was crazy because I thought it was fake. And then I looked it up. And, then and, it, I, and there I was, was like, more than one. Yeah. There, yeah I sent the one to you. Thing. I sent the one to you and then you sent me another one. Yeah. Because I thought it would be like 45s only, but it was like full album. Right. It was so wacky. I've never seen such a thing. But look online. They used to have in dash, well, not in dash, but in car vinyl record players that could. And at first it looked like they had, they had some where you just put the whole 45 in like, uh, not unlike a CD player. Right. Uh, like, a, like a, like a, a slot like a, loaded. Yes. But the, but the one that actually would record that would play back 12 inch. It was like, you, you just was sitting down on the floorboard and you just put your record in. I'm like, going, damn, man, that's so wacky that somebody would actually take, I mean, but does it make a, it's not much of a stretch. I mean, all it needs. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's weird. I just, the stabilization. Yeah. Is what I was, was like, what the hell's that? crazy last week you um talked about the kaminsky method yes and i watched the first episode yeah. what do you think night. uh there's a moment in there did you uh, cry yes more than <laughs> once you fucker <laughs> sorry man i said no spoilers <laughs> no well i'm gonna spoil something right now when he and again i'm not gonna really spoil something unless you watch the episode when he stops by the house for the visit and he hugs him at the door and look at him like getting it like right now. I'm like, oh. I mean, aren't they fantastic together? Though? Dude, when they're, when they're at Frank, they're at Frank Musso's. I know. <laughs> the, whole, the whole point where Alan Arkin just sitting there waiting for him and that old waiter that's older than both of them. Yes. <laughs> delivering, his, delivering his drink to him. And he, <laughs> I 
freaking with the line he had for him. Harkin is so mean to him. No, he goes, good for you. Well, good for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I laugh. That's a reoccurring. So hard. They go to, it's a reoccurring. That's a reoccurring. They go to Musa Frank a lot. I kind of figured it out. It's so, it's inside baseball, Hollywood. Anyway, you know, and that's probably Arkin doing his thing, man. Like being Arkin, just the what's way, great about it. Just the way he's looking at him when he's sending the drinks down. He's just <laughs> good for you. Um, again, we I've only watched the first episode because I thought for some reason I thought they were short. I didn't realize they were like network um, drama lengths. I didn't realize they were that long. Yeah, they're forty two minutes. I yeah. think somewhere in that ballpark. You got Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin, Nancy Travis. Yep. Um, I always forget the plays, uh, his daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah, She's great. She was, uh, you know, I I first became aware of her when she was on that episode of Louie Mm -hmm. and she's, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't remember her name. She's super funny, but this move, this show, I mean, you, Sarah Baker is who you think Sarah Baker. Thank you. As soon as you said it, it is one of those shows you're like, oh, so Chuck Lorre can do something else. That's not multicam sitcom bullshit. Right. I thought it was lovely having uh, uh, Susan Sullivan. Yeah. You know, she is a Chuck Lorre alum. She was on Dharma and Greg. She played Greg's mom. Right. And as soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, wait, is, oh it is her. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, this show, this show doesn't deserve to be as good as it is. I mean, everybody's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I, right. mean, the first, I mean, like, I almost don't want to watch any more episodes just because I'm like, dude, that was like, that was like a perfect 42 minutes and I don't want to like, Oh, it gets better. You know, it just, I, but I'm just telling you, I know, I, I know exactly what you, cause I watched the first episode and I was like, Oh man. And then I just dove right into the side. There's some, there's some stuff on there that is dude. How great is the acting class? Dude. Isn't it okay. fucking hilarious? You I told it, you. He's talked about it. I'm like going, as soon as that fuck nut stood up, he goes, but it, I got a shampoo commercial. <laughs> dude. I'm like going, dude, I had like five of you in one of my yes. classes. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's just really. I mean, it's just so smartly done, and it's uh, it, yeah, man. I, it, I envy you. I wish I could watch it all again. Like you know, like for Phenomenia? the first time. Yeah, totally. Like it's it's something that's like that. Is that the first time we've said that? Maybe. Shh, what is that? What is filming? Hmm. <laughs> quiet. Nothing yet. Nothing. Um. But yeah, man. It's funny. I'm because I'm finding myself trying to savor the second season. I I I still have three episodes left. Man. Yep. So. I'm rationing them. I watched the first episode one and three quarters time. I got about, well, maybe half, more than halfway through the second one. and First episode, sorry. And then I stopped and I'm going to watch it with Melody because I think she'll be into this. So I stopped it right after he picks up Nancy Travis for the date to go out to dinner. And as soon as like, you know, he gets the call <laughs> and I'm like going, oh, fuck me. This is, she's, and I knew it was happening. Yep. And then the one thing that Chuck Laurie's doing in this that he would normally not be able to do on a sitcom is for them to get there. And that already happened. Yep. It was like, Oh fuck dude. Dude, just the whole way that Douglas is kind of skirting the whole situation. Right. Like it's not, you know, pretending it's not going to happen or, right. or ignoring it. Right. You know, I mean, it's kind of real, man. I mean, it's, it does. It doesn't feel fake. It feels like they've like you, the three oldest characters, as far as the relationships go, you felt like they felt like they've known each other for years. It, oh, did, yeah. it didn't, it felt 100% authentic and that's hard to do. I mean, yeah, you can get two dudes experience like them, but 
and they can kind of fudge their way through it if they even if they didn't like each other. Right. But not this. This is something different. This is definitely something that has a. Well, these guys. There's, there's no comparable. No, there there's isn't. no comparable to it before or even currently. It's I don't see anything out there that I can go. Hey, it's like this. Right. Because even as I'm, I took what you said about last week. As I'm just before I'm watching it, and as I'm get done watching it, I'm not thought. Yeah. How do you? How do you push this show on somebody? How, it's right. hard. Yeah. I mean, like totally. Because we talked about last week, that Kaminsky method banner is like, was in your face every time you turn on Netflix. It was yep. like, I'm like, I love you too. I just, what is this? <laughs> right. I don't, and I'm, but I ignored it, even though I have great adoration for both of them. Yeah. I'm going to double down on what you said last week. You watch the damn show because they're not going to be along for very much longer. And, and believe it or not... <laughs> Death is a heavy theme on the show. Yeah, man. I mean, not look, our show, but the Kaminsky method. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, a, like I stand by exactly what I said. Don't be the guy in five years who didn't watch it because hey, I don't want to watch anything about a bunch of old people. Don't be that person. No. Just, you should just enjoy it for what it is because right. you're, we're all going to end up there. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I cried at the house, like when he hugs him, and then. Yeah, see, I'm doing it again. <laughs> well, look, man, it's like it, and at it the hits. hospital, I was like, "Oh, fuck this, dude!" It's like <laughs> it's like making you watch Creator. Oh, oh, shit! That's the thing. If I'm gonna have every episode to be 42 minutes of the Creator like that, I'm gonna like. I don't know if I can make it through it, man. I don't know no, if I can get to season no, two. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you you can get there. I mean, the thing is, is they they don't uh, they don't beat you over the head with it. It's it's just enough. It's 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 like little doses of realism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, the, and the kids. I'm about to go back to the kids in the in the acting class. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, the, they're also good. Because <laughs> you know them all. Yeah, the 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 one um the one female, the younger female, not the one that gets up there and does her monologue from Steel Magnolias, who's wonderful by the way. She's so good. The the tattooed girl. No, the, the blonde. No, I'm talking. Yes, the blonde that does the Steel Magnolias. She's great. Yeah, the um. Keep in mind, it's only seen the first episode, but. There's one moment in the episode where uh, Michael Douglas's character says, hey, that's what he says. I'm an actor, not a plumber. Stop putting your female shit in my toilet and okay. flushing it. And then the one girl, it's real, this is like a half a second, then she gets up and runs out. <laughs> Mystery solved, I think the line is. Yes. That girl is hysterical, too, and she's got some funny lines. In oh, yeah, man. They, they, and they, they do just enough of those characters. I mean, the thing is, again, is it's really about, it's the, it's the two of them coexisting and mingling with different generate. I, I just think it's, you know, it, like I said, it's a treasure for me. I like, I'm rationing these last three episodes. I don't know how it ends. I haven't read anything online. I don't want to know that it's the fine. If it is the last season, I don't want to know. Right. Uh, so, you know, and then if I discover it, <laughs> I won't blow it on yeah. our kickstarts. And just to kind of put a, a button on it. This is, I know we missed mentioned Chuck Lorre a couple of times and last week. If you don't like big bang theory and you don't like Dharma and Greg, you don't like two and a half men, you don't like two and a half men. You don't like any of that stuff. Don't let matter. that, don't let that deter you. Cause this is not that I love the, by the way, I love the big bang theory crack. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, let's get you making a million dollars an episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It, like, hey, man, Chuck Lorre made you millionaires. They have no yeah. reason to say what the fuck. Right. Just right. take it and take it in stride. 
go retire, go buy an island. I, like I said, I can't get enough of Douglas and uh, and Arkin, and I'll you know I'll take as much as they want to give me. Yep, wonderful. So I almost feel like I don't need to put anything else out there. <laughs> that was we covered right. we. I think we covered a lot. We covered a lot of stuff. We covered some heavy I metal. Almost feel, I almost feel like we need to only bring in one thing and it's spurring the conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, but the last you know the last couple of times we were kind of making up for not doing it for, for twelve episodes. <laughs> It's so we totally, were coming. We were coming with full, full hands, full double fisted. Yeah, man, double fisted. Yeah, like we were that, like we were like the Expendables of talk. Expendables one or two. That's fine. Don't go to three because they dropped up. Is there a three? I pretend yeah. it didn't happen. It's PG um, one three. One thing I will pump uh, real quick is uh, tomorrow, Killerman is released on DVD. <laughs> no Blu-ray, weirdly enough, but I think it's DVD and digital copy, talking, which is a drag. We're talking December third. December. 3rd, yeah. yeah. Tuesday, December 3rd. The day after you hear this. Holy shit, you know, I just realized something. I'm having like one of those flashbacks where you said, hey, it's out in November. Because yeah. at first it was supposed to be out in November. Well, it came on digital la- last week. Oh, that's why yep. I had that in my head. The digital release, uh, iTunes and... Uh, Dude, I love the poster for that album, for the, for the, for the movie. And it then, looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's it's you know, it's a fun little mean little movie. Yeah. But, you know, I don't say, by the way, you should point out that <laughs> it was your movie. Yes, I, I worked on that movie. Yeah. Any uh, any anything that you hate about it, just send someone else a note. And don't be afraid to DM us. I know we <laughs> yeah, said man, that last week. Up. Let me know. I let know me ten- know you hated it, loved it, whatever. Doom, 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 doom. The transporter. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about it. Let's, like, let's, that's like Fight Club. Let's never talk about it again. Uh, I mean, not the movie, but just about Fight Club. It's yeah. like Fight Club. Yeah. For Greece. Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, so we did have a loss in in uh, oh, entertainment. Yeah, man. Do we don't want to talk about this now? Yeah, like we can touch on it quickly, but yeah, let's let's not end. The, we don't want to end the episode on a downer. All right, let's just. Well, I'm just gonna mention it, and we'll briefly give it. We'll give it 30 seconds. He's gonna get more than that from us later. Just right yeah. now, we just want to make mention of it because it sounds pretty shitty if we don't. So Michael J. Pollard passed away uh, yep. this uh, this weekend. Well, actually, he passed away on the 20th. It didn't make, it didn't make its rounds until like. Thursday or, or Friday or something like that. Yeah. yeah. This is, you know, his work, but you probably depending on your age, probably know his work best from Bonnie and Clyde or Scrooge. Uh, Little Foss and Big Halsey. Any, uh, and a favorite from the eighties, uh, Tango and Cash. He plays, um, basically their, their M or their Q. Which one is it? That does all the cool shit. He's their Q. He's their Q. Yep. He's their Q. <laughs> M Q whatever M M is the <laughs> M is the uh, Margaret Thatcher looking woman whatever her name is oh I don't know wow what is Judy Dench that's what I, that's Bond yeah she's Q no she's M she's M he's Q John M Cleese from, became M, yeah, M, it was Desmond Llewellyn forever M right from, is that his name yeah anyway yeah so Michael J Pollard he was always again like we'll get into it more at an at another later date same thing we have a I have a feeling we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to regroup and not do remotely but we're gonna eventually have a episode on Rucker Howard as well, and he and passing while you were gone in New Orleans. Maybe we'll of, do a memoriam like the Academy for, uh, but we'll do it just do for. You but know. we're not gonna forget anybody, right? But we won't forget people, and we'll we'll touch briefly on like you know we'll do maybe we'll do 2019 because we lost a lot of really awesome people who you know. Yeah, I came up by the way. I came across something on Facebook memory where I was saying something in 2016 about. Hey, fuck you, 2016. Come stand here. Hold still so I can kick you in the balls properly. Right. Because that, that particular day, which is a few days ago, 
that was the three year anniversary of uh, Tom Petty, Florence Henderson. Oh yeah, Florence Henderson. Right. Oh, Petty died in twenty seventeen. Yeah, Florence. Florence, man. Yeah, twenty sixteen sucked, dude. Started off with Lemmy. Yeah, and just got worse. It's like you know we're gonna be dealing with that. The older you get, you're gonna be dealing with that. But dude, yeah. What's the What's the line from Deadpool two? Still got Bowie. Still got Bowie. Oh, you're gonna hear that in a few days. Oh, Oops. you already heard it. Shit. See, this is the problem when you record things in advance. You yeah, heard man. it. You heard uh, it last week on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you may have heard this. You may yeah. have heard it if you were paying attention. Still got Bowie. Anyway. All right. Well, so, uh, so uh, eh, that's it. Yeah. You know, uh, I hope you everybody had a nice Thanksgiving for those in, in the United States. Right. I'm sure and I'm freezing my ass off in Texas <laughs> right now. Dude, I went to go wash my car this morning and it was 45 degrees out. I'm like, this is Southern California. Yeah. 45 degrees with the sun up. That's bullshit. Yeah, man. It's weird. Yeah. Global warming. Uh, All right. Anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey at Corey Culp or the official at Karate Pod. You can follow me at Raven Shattuck on the Twitter or Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram or mine. 